Buenos días, Willow. ¿Cómo están? Bienvenidos a todos los que se unen con nosotros en todo nuestro campus. Please turn to the people of your, on your left and say, buenos días. Buenos días. Now to the people to your right and say, in Spanish, you look good. Te ves bien. Te ves bien. Go for it. You see the change of faces like, <laughs> oh, thank you. I didn't know that. Welcome, everybody. Bienvenidos todos. Hemos estado estudiando esta serie sobre el cielo. Ha sido una serie hermosa. Pastor Dave, eh, ¿qué es algo que has aprendido estas últimas semanas con Megan? Well, probably standing here with you, uh, that it takes two men to preach as well as one Megan, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, I agree. It's obvious, it's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before we get started, I just want to say how happy I am to share the stage with Fabian, the pastor of our Willow Espanol ministry. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. At all of our campuses, we do this once a year. We bring our two communities together in a special way just to honor your culture. We, first of all, we love your beautiful language. We love your music, and we love your taco el pastor, brother, right? Okay, we love that. And I uh, also just want to honor the ministry that has been done in our Willow Espanol community over the last year. You guys have been baptizing people. You've been growing Uh, in fact, you have launched a Willow Espanol at our South Lake campus with about 100 people meeting there. Can we give it up at all of our campuses for that? Just beautiful. All right, well, let's get started. Megan shared with us how important it is to think about heaven, uh, to think about heaven, to learn about heaven, because it not only affects our hope for the next life when we die, but also the hope for how we live in this life. If you remember a couple weeks ago when she talked to us about two guys who were making pencil erasers. One guy makes pencils, pencil erasers for $12 an hour. Another guy is working for $2 million a year. And she asked the question, who's going to be able to endure the monotony of that job? Well, it's the guy who has the greater hope of a greater reward. And so it's important for us to take moments time and time again to focus on heaven, our greater reward. Veamos lo que dice Colosenses 3.1. Pongan la mira en las verdades del cielo donde Cristo está sentado en el lugar de honor a la derecha de Dios. Repeat after me the word heaven in Spanish, cielo. Cielo. Durante años... Pensé que eso significaba pensar en Cristo. Pero en realidad dice que pongamos nuestro corazón en las verdades del cielo. ¿Dónde está Cristo? Está diciendo, piensa en el cielo. Esto es lo que Megan estuvo compartiendo mucho hace dos semanas, ¿verdad? Porque hay mucho que pensar en el cielo. Porque si lo hacemos, no nos desanimaremos, no nos rendiremos. Back. A lady named Florence Chadwick was the first woman to swim the English Channel. In 1952, she decided to swim from Catalina Island to the California shore. That's a distance of just about 22 miles of swimming in the water. The weather was foggy. The weather was chilly when she began. She could hardly see the boats that even just accompanied her. And she swam for 15 hours, began to want to quit. 
Her mother kept saying, you can do it, you can do it, hang in there. But finally, exhaustion overcame her and she stopped swimming. They pulled her out of the water and once on the boat, she discovered that the shore was less than half a mile away. At a news conference later on, she said, all I could see was the fog in front of me. I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. And I think that's where some of us might be today. We're tired, tired of swimming in this life. It's been a long season. It's been a long six months. It might have been a long week. And what we need to see is the shore. What we need to know is that there is hope. Living today with our sights set on heaven changes everything. That's why we've done this series. And for the last message of this series, what we wanna do is spend the rest of our time together focusing on how do we know that we're in? How do we make sure that we can get to heaven? How do we have that assurance so that we have that hope? If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Romans 6. We're gonna put it up on the screen as well. San Pedro estaba allí en las puertas del cielo esperando a este hombre. San Pedro le dijo, bienvenido al cielo. Oh, antes de que entres y hables con el de arriba, tengo curiosidad, ¿cuál es uno de los mejores actos de bondad que hiciste durante toda tu vida? Este hombre, simplemente emocionado de estar en el cielo, dijo, bueno, San Pedro, lo creas o no, una vez yo estaba ocupándome de mis propios asuntos y había una abuelita que estaba a punto de ser atacada por un enorme grupo de pandilleros. Eran los tipos más grandes y malos que he visto en mi vida. Y estaban a punto de atacar a la abuelita y robarle el bolso y de repente en una sensación de valentía me invadió y me adelanté y le dije ¡No la atacarán! San Pedro me miró y dijo ¡No eres, no eres un tipo muy grande! ¿Realmente hiciste eso? Y le respondió el hombre ¡Sí, señor, lo hice! Y San Pedro dijo Bueno, ¿cuándo sucedió eso exactamente? Y el tipo dijo Hace diez minutos Real story. La mayoría de nosotros tenemos una idea de cómo llegar al cielo. Por lo general implica presentarse ante Dios o San Pedro y las puertas del cielo. Y muchos de nosotros nos preguntamos si existe una contraseña o una determinada prueba que tenemos que pasar para poder entrar. Bueno, según la Biblia e incluso todas las religiones principales, parece que el criterio ni siquiera será una pregunta, sino que se basará en cómo vivimos nuestras vidas. Yeah, let's look at a few of these common misconceptions about how we get into heaven. Now, we'll call the first one the curve. The curve kind of looks like this. And on one end, you have all these seemingly perfect people, people like, uh, let's see what Fabian says. Okay, Billy Graham, yep, that makes sense. Or... Mother Teresa, yeah, okay, seemingly perfect people. Sean Williams, yes, I, that just makes sense, doesn't it? It just does. <laughs> All right, and then on the other end of the curve, you have the seemingly totally evil people, people like Hitler or Osama bin Laden, right? 
And then all of us, we're somewhere in the middle. We're not as good as them, but we're not as bad as these other guys. And surely God will have mercy on us because we'd really love to believe that he grades on a curve. There's a couple problems with this. Uh, One is that Billy Graham himself said, I'm just as much a sinner as the rest of you. Mother Teresa said, I struggle with being close to God. I struggle with self-doubt and sin. Mother Teresa struggled with sin. And then on the other side, Hitler and Osama bin Laden, they both truly believed that they were doing society a favor with their choices. And bin Laden, in his case, he believed that he was doing God's will with his life. So the curve seems to be just a bit too subjective for us. Plus, let's look at what the Bible says in Romans 3.10. It says, there is no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands, no one who seeks God perfectly. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. And in that passage, Paul declares that compared to the goodness of God, none of us meet the standard. All of us are at the end of the curve, so to speak. And the curve isn't how you want to live either, because it doesn't work. If you view eternity by the curve, well, then you're going to live your life by the curve. And you'll base your decisions on You know, are you better than someone else in the comparison game? You might say something like, "Ah, you know, I might be a lousy husband, but I'm not as bad as my buddy over here. Well, what if your buddy is a lousy husband? You might say, I might be, I might get angry every once in a while, but I'm not as bad as my boss. Well, yeah, but what if your boss is an out of control hothead? Is that the standard by which you want to live? Well, at least I'm better than Hitler. I mean, that's just a low bar and you get my point. This is a weak way to live that only positions us to jockey to be slightly better than other people and never to have any real confidence that we're getting into heaven. Algunos de nosotros podríamos pensar que llegaremos al cielo si nos clasifican en la curva. Algunos de nosotros pensamos que Dios mirará nuestras vidas y las juzgará basándose en si lo bueno supera lo malo, las escalas, ¿verdad? Sabemos que incluso hemos ofendido a Dios, pero contamos con la esperanza de que nuestras buenas obras superan a las malas, ¿cierto? You have one side, you have the other side. Say good, bad. Eh, pero contamos con la esperanza de que nuestras buenas obras superen las malas. Esta es nuestra teoría. Toda la gente buena va al cielo. Nos gusta esa teoría porque todos nos consideramos buenas personas. Hagamos una prueba. ¿Hay gente mala hoy? Raise your hand if you're a bad person. My point. La revista Time hizo una encuesta. El 87% cree en el cielo. El 87% cree que va a ir ahí. Todos pensamos que hemos hecho lo suficiente para entrar, pero si miras más allá de la superficie de la teoría, hay algunos desafíos importantes. El primer problema de la teoría de la escala 
Es que no tenemos un estándar claro de qué es bueno y qué es malo. Si la gente buena va al cielo, necesitamos saber qué significa ser bueno y qué significa ser malo. ¿Quién decide eso? Por ejemplo, ¿qué pasa con los diez mandamientos? En primer lugar, nunca prometen el cielo, sino una vida saludable. Luego, el resto de la Biblia nos dice que hemos fallado en guardar los diez mandamientos. No solo si cometemos adulterio, también si tenemos lujuria, no solo si matamos, también si odiamos. Romanos 3.23 Por cuanto todos pecaron y están destituidos de la gloria de Dios. Romanos 6.23 Porque la paga del pecado es muerte. Si hemos estado usando la Biblia como estándar, no, no lo vamos a lograr. Ese estándar es demasiado alto. Bueno, ¿qué pasa si no usamos la Biblia como nuestro estándar, pero pensamos, simplemente lo sé, el estándar para el bien y para el mal está en lo más profundo de nuestras entrañas? Bueno, Jeremías 17, 9 al 10, dice, no hay nada tan engañoso como el corazón, no tiene remedio. ¿Quién puede comprenderlo? Please repeat after me, deceitful in Spanish is engañoso. Engañoso. Tú y yo sabemos lo cambiante que es nuestro corazón. No sabe a dónde va o a dónde se dirige. Es como si estuviéramos en una carrera y fuéramos a correr y de pronto, ¿hasta dónde vamos a correr? Nadie sabe. Oh, ¿está marcada la pista? Nadie sabe. ¿Dónde está la línea de meta? Veceremos cuando la cruces. Y entonces suena el disparo y todo el mundo sale para donde quiere, para allá, para allá, para allá. No hay a dónde dirigirse. Otro problema más, no sabemos qué tan bueno es lo suficientemente bueno. No sabemos cuántas acciones se necesitan para compensar una mala. ¿Cuál es la matemática de eso? ¿Qué pasa si se trampan mis impuestos? ¿Se necesitan 10 visitas a la iglesia para equilibrar esa cifra? Digamos que difundí una mentira en la oficina. ¿Tengo que llevarles el almuerzo a todos durante un año? Digamos que hice realmente algo malo. En lugar de animar a los birds, animé a Green Bay. That's bad. ¿Tengo que convertirme en monje? Si ves la eternidad con una balanza, verás tu vida según la balanza. Y eso es agotador. En eso no hay descanso ni seguridad. Algunos de nosotros nos preguntamos constantemente si nuestro bien ha superado al mal. Estamos haciendo lo mejor que podemos. Tenemos que compensar nuestros errores por la adolescencia. Algunos de nosotros estamos realmente en problemas. Estamos envejeciendo y es posible que pienses que no tengas tiempo suficiente para compensarlo todo. Muchos de nosotros vivimos de esta manera, constante miedo, constantemente con miedo a la muerte, porque no sabemos si lo que hemos hecho es suficiente. No sabemos si la balanza se inclina a nuestro favor. Y te preguntas si, irá, si iré al cielo y dirás, eso espero. Willow, esa no es forma de vivir. Y definitivamente no es forma de morir. La buena noticia para todos nosotros es la siguiente. Hay otra manera. Yeah. We're so grateful for that third way, the cross. 
You know, the Bible says that sin, our sin, separates us from God. If you look at Romans 6.23, it says the wages of sin is death. Our sin separates us from God, death. God is here. We are on the other side. And all of our efforts, as hard as we try with the curve, as hard as we try with the scales, none of those work. And so we praise God for the full verse of Romans 6.23 that says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, somebody ought to applaud because that's the gospel right there. You see, what Jesus did on the cross provided not just a way back to God because God doesn't grade on a curve or by the scale, but by the cross. When we approach the gates of heaven, there's not gonna be, there's not, there'll be one question, but it's not, were you better than other people? It's not, did your good outweigh your bad? But instead, the question is, who's paying the debt for your sin? For those of us who choose or chose to live by the scale or live by the curve, our answer is basically, well, I'm gonna try and pay for it, which is a bad idea. Our goodness will never outweigh our badness. But for those who chose to accept this free gift that Jesus offered, for those who are baptized into him, for those who chose to follow him as king and lord of their lives, our answer is obvious. We're saying, I decided to take Jesus up on his offer. And watch this. If we view eternity by the cross, then we'll live our life by the cross. We can relax because we know that our sin has been paid for and that we are forgiven. We'll be able to extend forgiveness to others because we recognize how much we have been forgiven by God. And we don't have to go to church. We'll be thrilled to go to church, to worship God, to express our gratitude for what he's done. We'll freely give our time, our treasures, our talents to meet the needs of other people and advance the cause of the church because he has given so much to us. If we live by the cross, we'll live like Jesus. That's the life you were born to live. Will you pray with us? At all of our locations in just a moment, your campus pastors will come and give instructions and an invitation for how to take next steps with God. And so we pray, God, Dios, Open our eyes to the truth of what gets us into heaven. Abre nuestros ojos acerca de esta verdad de qué es lo que nos lleva al cielo. That it is not by works of righteousness that we have done. No es por obras de justicia que nosotros hayamos hecho. But according to your mercy that you save us. Pero es de acuerdo a tu misericordia que somos salvos. I pray for those who have accepted Jesus. Oro por aquellos que han aceptado a Jesús but who have been living by the scales and the curve. Those who are exhausted trying to measure up. Esos que están agotados de estarse midiendo todo el tiempo. 
Those who are exhausted trying to live perfectly. De ellos que están agotados de intentar vivir perfectamente. I pray that you remind them of the grace they've been given. Oro porque les recuerdes acerca de tu gracia, Señor. And for those who have not yet said yes to Jesus, y para aquellos que no han dicho todavía sí a ti, Jesús, we pray that today would be the day. Oramos porque hoy sea el día. They would say yes to the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Que digan sí a tu amor, a tu gracia, a la verdad de Jesucristo. It's in His name that we pray. Oramos en tu nombre. Willow, and if this is the first or second time you are here with us, si esta es la primera o segunda vez que estás con nosotros, or just maybe you have not taken this decision, no has tomado esta decisión. It's so easy and simple that it takes, like, wondering if this is real. Es tan sencillo y simple que a veces nos preguntamos, ¿eso es real? And the answer is yes, because The true gospel, el verdadero evangelio, has to do with something that only God can do. Tiene que ver con algo que solo Dios pudo hacer, and He has done it. Y ya lo hizo. Everything else, todo lo demás, has to do with what you have to do. Y todo lo demás tiene que ver con lo que tú haces. And God loves you so much. Dios te ama tanto that He thought. Don't worry. This is on me. Dios dijo, no te preocupes. Yo doy este paso. So I want to invite you again if you have not taken this decision. Te quiero invitar si no has tomado esta decisión today in this very moment, en este momento, that you just pray to God, que solo ores a Dios, and please give me the privilege of leading you in this prayer. Y que me des el privilegio de dirigirte en esta oración. This is between you and God. Please, esto es entre tú y Dios. And I think it would be the best you can do that you could open your heart to Jesus and say, que abras tu corazón a Jesús y le digas, as the, his word says, if you believe in him. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's it. Si crees en él, eso es. So, would you please uh, close your eyes with me? Podrían cerrar sus ojos. And again, if you have not taken this decision, una vez más, si no has tomado esta decisión, come on, go for it and receive this gift of eternal life. Y recibe este regalo de la vida eterna. Dios, gracias por permitirnos estar aquí. God, thank you for allowing us to be here. God, there, is, there are people right now in this very building and maybe in line that they have not taken the most important decision of his life, of their lives. Señor, hay gente aquí en este lugar y en línea que probablemente no ha tomado esta decisión la más importante de su vida. But now they are ready. They are ready to believe in you. Ahora están listos para creer en ti. So please, if you want to take this step with me, just repeat these words after me. Así que si quieres eh, dar este paso conmigo, solo repite estas palabras. God, forgive me. I've been walking so far from you. Dios, perdóname. He caminado muy lejos de ti. Today I recognize that it's not about my efforts, but 
about your grace. Hoy reconozco que no es por mis esfuerzos, pero por tu gracia. I believe in you. I believe in Jesus. Creo en ti, creo en Jesús. Please come and be the king of my life. Por favor, ven y sé el rey de mi vida. I ask you this in your precious name. Te pido esto en el nombre precioso de Cristo Jesús. And everybody say, Amen. If, if you made this decision, I need to tell you. Si tú hiciste, tomaste esta decisión, necesito decirte. The word of God says that there is a party, fiesta, in heaven. When somebody takes that, this decision. And I'm pretty sure there have been several today that have made this decision. So I want to let you know, there's a big party in heaven right now. Because you have made this decision.